What's up, y'all? I'm Leon Frierson, former cast member from Nickelodeon's All That and co-host of the Prime Nostalgia Podcast. And I'm here to ask you to join me in watching the Michael Finkley Show weekly on YouTube. Now, I've been on the show, so I definitely know it's a platform where you'll be educated, informed, and inspired. Now, don't forget to subscribe, and I'll see you on YouTube. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yo, I have enjoyed this week with you all just reminiscing and looking back on older shows and how the improvement has been over this almost year. Whoa, almost year. And it's just amazing to see the progress and the viewership. You all giving input and watching us. It's just amazing. So thank you so much to all the supporters. Thank you so much to all the persons that gave great feedback. You're watching. I thank you so much. Again, you're still making my dreams come true after all this time. So thank you so much. Your your love and your kindness is not is not in vain. And we're seeing it. We feel it. Thank you so much. Y'all are awesome. And so this next interview, y'all, I had to bring and end the week off with. Now, she's very, very big where I'm from in the PD area of South Carolina and you know she's been in the news feed area for um, 30 years and I had to bring her on to celebrate her retirement I'm talking about no other no one other than Nicole Boom y'all the interview was great it was fantastic and you get to see it up next so let you go away we'll be right back Hi, I'm Thomas Anthony Jones. You might know me from Good Trouble or This Is Us. I encourage you to watch the Michael Finkley Show on Broken TV and on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe. Hey, everybody. My name is Arthur Vernon R. Matthews, Jr. I just wrote a new book called Family Ties. And I also want to say a special shout out to one of the kids that I mentored and has got his own TV show on Roku, Michael Finkley, and this is 100th episode. So if you guys want to really hear about this book and see what's going on, check out Mike Finkley on The Finkley Show. and she is a multitasker. She is a wife, a mom. She is city councilwoman. She, yeah. When I was growing up, mom worked outside the house and so my dad was an entrepreneur. I saw him leaving early in the morning or late at nights to go meet with clients. And he was always one who told me, you know, if you show up on time, you're late. I just admire how she's able to not only juggle the demands of her jobs, but keep her family really first. The outstanding thing about the Isaac family 
is their noble contributions to improving the quality of life for our Colombians and people all over this state. Aye. Aye. Tamika Isaac. Do solemnly swear. Discharge the duties thereof. So help me God. So help me God. Congratulations and best wishes. I first ran because I saw a need, I saw a void that needed to be filled, a voice uh, that wasn't there. And over the last several years, I feel like I've been able to be that voice. So often as women in whatever spaces that we're in, um, we're often discounted because we're a mom or we're a wife or we have this career. And she's an everyday woman who shows women what excellence looks like. She has walked the walk of being a small business person, of being a parent, of sending her kids to school. Columbia is a great place, and we have done a lot in the last few years as far as law enforcement. But law enforcement can't do everything, nor should it do everything. We have to really expand upon the tools, technology, and community policing, investing in our communities uh, so that law enforcement is a partner with our communities. Being a Columbia native, I've seen the way this city has grown. It's grown to the point that sometimes not everybody's been a part of that growth. I want to make sure that communities, specifically communities of color, make sure that they are part of Columbia's present and its future. I want to have a climate plan for this city that not only helps us be sustainable, but also helps provide opportunities for folks in the workforce. There are so many opportunities to take advantage of technology, uh, green energy. I want to be the advocate for growing our city and being on the forefront, not just looking at what other cities are doing and following them, but being the leader. If you don't have the right leadership, you're going to miss a lot of opportunities. I think having a woman as mayor of the city of Columbia is long overdue. I'm Tamika Isaac Devine, and I'm running for mayor of the city of Columbia. Um, we have a special guest with us today. We're excited to have her. She really doesn't need an introduction. She really doesn't. She is the awesome Miss Nicole Boom. No, you're too kind. You're too kind. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be on your show. It's wonderful what you're doing, getting those conversations out, talking with people. So uh, you're the superstar. So thanks for having oh. me. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for being on. But one, my first question, you yeah. have been watching you all of my life, basically, and you are so beautiful. You don't age. Why don't you age? Oh, gosh. Well, I think I age. You're very kind. I totally age. You know, and I used to not want to tell people my age, but I am 53. And I'm and thinking- you look good. I should, well, thank you. I'm trying to embrace that. You know, I don't know. I First of all, my mother, beautiful, great genes. My father, who died when I was 18 and he was 42, handsome, good looking man. So I got some good genes, some good old genes from Roebuck, South Carolina, from where I'm from with my mom and my dad. And I do try to stay, you know, active. I like to work out. I love to be outdoors. I love the sunshine and the beach, but I, I have learned to put sunscreen on my face right safety you know, first 
I know. So, mm -hmm. I, so I don't know. You're very kind to say that, but I just, I'm, it's true. This, this is it. And I just try to, to love what I got and keep it good because I have this new man in my life and I'm glad he uh, liked what he saw for the third time. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about him too. Yeah. So let's go back to life in um, upstate South Carolina in Spartan yeah. County. Um, tell us about life there and some of your influences along the way. So I am a good old country girl. I am from a little town called Roebuck, South Carolina, and it is in Spartanburg County in the upstate where I like to say it's God's country. I used to say when I was getting closer to home, I would start doing this, going up and down the hills, you know, <laughs> so flat and the PD and the coast. But, you know, I probably the biggest influences in my life were my family. Mm -hmm. My grandmother on my mother's side, she was actually a businesswoman. And to me, I watched her. She ran an insurance agency and she oh, wow. dressed to the nine every day. And do you know, she wore her high heels. She wore her suits, many of which she made. She was a seamstress on top of being oh, an outstanding businesswoman. And I was just blown away. She mm -hmm. made a couple of my uh, prom dresses and uh, my formal dresses when I got to college. So I think when I think about influences, I think about my grandmother because back then, you think about that, that was, you know, 40 years ago and I'm watching her be this unbelievable business lady. She's mm -hmm. running this operation for an insurance agency and I'm thinking, she was way ahead of her years, but you know what? She also loved the Lord and she also had grace and she just was a lot of fun and we had great conversations. So I admired her from that perspective. My dad's mother, she never knew how to drive, but she knew how to raise a family. She worked on the farm. Uh, I watched her shell peas on Saturday and work in the garden and make biscuits, homemade biscuits every day with ham and red-eye gravy. And she was a strong woman who led her family and her grandchildren. So these women were my influences along with my mother who did some of the same things. And my father who died way too soon at 42, he believed in me. And he said this to my grandmother one day sitting at the table, they were up, he would go up and have lunch with her. And they were watching the local CBS affiliate where mm -hmm. I'm WSPA. And he looked at the anchor at that time. Her name is, was Jane Robolo. And she went on to CBS this morning and then came back. And now she's back um, at a station in Greenville. He said, you know, Nikki could do that. I could see Nikki doing that. Oh, I love it. Who knew? I would end up doing this. Unfortunately, he never got to see that, but he knew something way before I did. But my belief is that he's been watching in heaven all along. Of course. Seeing of course. some of the good stuff that's happened. So those are my influences, I would say. Wow. Oh, wow. And I'm so glad you said that because I was leading up to the question of, did you always know that you want to be an anchor? No. Was you someone saw it in you? I, I, I think it was just a fluke and the, the good Lord said, find that woman something to do. She just likes to talk too much. <laughs> you know, actually when I started in college, I went to Winthrop in Rock Hill. Mm -hmm. I really saw myself going down a PR road, you know, public right. relations, working for a farm, being their voice, being, being the person at the front for them. 
And when as soon as I did an internship though at WSPA in Spartanburg mm -hmm. and I saw what news was all about, I said, oh boy, do I like this. And here's why. I am so competitive and you got to really? be first on everything with this business. I want it first. I want to tell you first. I want to be on the air first and I don't like to lose. I'm a terrible loser. Wow. So that was one thing that really sparked my fire. I love the fact that you were out every day, you were meeting people and you were telling their stories. You were listening and you were bringing something of value to their, literally to their dinner table every night because that's when people really gathered around to watch exactly. TV. Mm -hmm. So that really just sparked my fire. I liked that every day I was doing something different. I was at a meeting, I was at a, a, a wreck, I was at a fire, I was at you know a protest or whatever the case may be. It was just really got me going. So I say I caught the news bug then and that's when I said, let's do something different. Oh, wow, that's so neat. Wow. And, and so I've just been blessed. It just worked out. It just mm -hmm. worked out. But I now I've worked hard. Don't get me wrong. I've worked hard. Mm -hmm. First time I ever went into a tobacco field, I said, what in the world is this? <laughs> I mean, ruined shoes, hot, sweaty, carrying tons of equipment. Now, now they use everything. They can do it on their phone. Mm -hmm. sure can. Back then, it was a big camera, a deck, a light, a tripod. You can forget having any clothes to last very long because you were sure to mess them up as you were as you were reporting. But gosh, it wouldn't change a thing. I learned so much back then. It really made me who I am today. Oh, that's awesome. And in 30 years, Nicole, what are some of your favorite stories or some of your most memorable stories? Well, you know, there there's a wide spectrum there because some are really cool, fun, and then some are some are sad. Mm -hmm. So I'll start with some of the some of the sad ones and then end on the good note because that's that's what we call the kicker at the end of the newscast something to fun and lift you up and be nice right we can tell you all the bad stuff at the beginning but at the end we want you to have the kicker to lift you up so i would say some of the most memorable ones that were really heart-wrenching was the susan smith case she even though it was not a case that was in the pd or grand strand where we were it was so statewide and in fact nationally uh, people were tuning into this story about the woman in Union County who mm -hmm. said her two children had been abducted by a man and took them, and that was not the case. She had she had taken her children and drowned them mm -hmm. in the river, you know, in a lake there. And following that story, as I was on the verge of having children, I think, or had just had at least one child, I, I just couldn't imagine. It just, it consumed me emotionally and mentally to know how could someone do this to their children? And I think it was the first time I actually realized people do really bad things sometimes, you know? Yeah. And I can remember when we found out they had found those children at the bottom of that lake. It was just terrible. And even the, and there were some people with ties to that story in our area, mm -hmm. but it was an upstate story, but the impact was statewide and nationwide. So that was one of the stories that really impacted me. Another one of the stories that I would say has impacted me through the years and one that I got to tell live on the air was the removal of the Confederate flag. So when they decided to take that down after the Charleston church shootings, it was around uh, the, the lunchtime hour and we went live with it. and. 
it was just emotional, you know, hundreds and hundreds and probably thousands of people gathering to watch. And, you know, I, I said, is I, and I'm ad libbing, you know, uh, you know, I bring, I bring us on the air. Good afternoon, everyone. You know, history's being made there. You can see governor Nikki Haley on the steps. I can remember seeing representative Terry Alexander of Florence in the crowd. You know, and I'm calling out all these people that I know and that are there. And it was just, it was, it was just, um, so emotional to witness it and we don't give our opinions it's not about giving the opinion it's about the event and it happening and what it meant to so many different people you know i mean we were making history right then and i got to be a part of that yeah very cool yeah. very cool yeah. so so and and one other story that happened here that was really tough was when Baby Grace, she was a couple months old and her mother was out in Socastee and she had some challenges and she took the baby out and let the baby go in, in the river. And we, the baby, she walked up to somebody's house and said, I can't find my baby. The search went on for baby Grace for a while and then they finally found baby Grace. And I was the one that went on the air that day, uh, breaking news. And I can remember the police chief in Horry County saying we have found baby grace i was so overwhelmed when i think about it now i want to cry and not and i cried on the air it was all i could do to not just break down because i thought why 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 did this have to happen so those are the stories that have impacted me like that emotionally uh, life-changing but serious stories yeah. Some fun ones. Here's the fun ones. You ready for this? I'm ready. Okay. We're going to start <laughs> with uh, Darlington Raceway. Mm -hmm. Tom Cruise. Do you know him? Are you, are you, you're not old I'm enough really that you don't know him? Okay. <laughs> Days of Thunder, mm -hmm. the movie. So he's there filming that movie and we get a call at the TV station and CNN at that time wanted to use some of our crew to send their guy down to interview Tom Cruise. Yeah. Well, of course, all the women wanted to go, Of course. but Cecil Chandler was the one that got to go. Oh, but, wow. Yeah. So I was like, dang it. So they were going to meet over there at 52. I think it was the Thunderbird, not in the Thunderbird, but one of the hotels at 95 and 52. Mm -hmm. And, Cecil gets over there and he's missing a piece of equipment. He calls the TV station and he goes, I need such and such. I said, I'll be right there. So <laughs> I got my little car and I went over there and I acted like I was doing something that I was helping him. I totally mm -hmm. wasn't helping. I was like, you know, just staring at this guy. So that was pretty cool getting to meet Tom Cruise. He touched my shoulder. He wrote his name on a piece of paper. And that you was fun. I do actually, you know, a lot, I, I don't save a lot of stuff, but I've been going through some of my things and I did find them. And the uh -huh. second one thing that I really got, that I really enjoyed doing was in the nineties, we went to see uh, the young and the restless and the bold and the beautiful in action out in LA. And I got to meet all of the soap stars and got to interview a bunch of them behind the scenes. And I got to be on the young and the restless for about that long. I was acting like I was on a show. <laughs> 
in the background. We didn't have pay phones anymore. But back then, I was acting like I was doing something in the mm -hmm. hospital scene. But Victor from The Young and the Restless, mm -hmm. Eric Braden, I got, to, when I met him, I was a little bit, I was like, oh, he's so nice. So just like a guy. You know? so, yeah, so those are some fun oh, stories. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I hope wow. that wasn't too long. Oh, no, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> but you mentioned your family a lot as well, and we got to see your family grow as well. So you have a daughter and a son. Your son's at Clemson. Well, now my son actually graduated from Clemson wow. in May, and he already right. has a real job. He is working for Barton, Ma Barton Mallow out of Charlotte, mm -hmm. in the construction company, and he is working for them, and he's actually... Uh, working with them building the Carolina Panthers training facility in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Mm -hmm. So he has a real job and he's on his own. <laughs> and so I'm so proud. And then my daughter, she is a rising oh. sophomore also at Clemson. So she's awesome. got a couple more years. Yes. Oh, I love it. How was that growing up for them, seeing their mama on TV every day? They didn't care. <laughs> I was just mom. Mom. I need this, mom. Sign this piece of paper for for school, mom. It's soccer ball travel weekend, mom. I need gotcha. this for cheer, mom. You know, so. So you're a mama, not Nicole Boone. Oh gosh, no. Yes, and I that's fine. It. And they have no desire, thankfully, to go into this business because, or you know, along the way, then it never even occurred to them. My daughter wants to be a doctor, and like oh, wow. I said, Neat. my son is already in his first job, so. I figured if things didn't work out and I ended up by myself down the road, my son was going to build me a tiny house and at least my daughter could take care of me because she was going to be the doctor. And I, and I had a rescue set. dog. So it was going to be me and my rescue dog. But now I, it's gotten a whole lot better. So. It's gotten, and let's talk about that better. You found love. Let's talk about this awesome fiance or yours. Listen, he is awesome. He is awesome. So we dated in college. Mm -hmm. my senior year in 1988 briefly and then we went our separate ways both got married had children mm -hmm. and then uh, ended up both of us getting divorced but we sort of kind of stayed in touch along the, the way because I was the little sister to his fraternity which is was a teak he was a teak pke and I was a little sister so you know different things would come up along the way and you'd hear about somebody or and you might you know, connect and, hey, did you hear about so-and-so? That sort of thing. So, and then in 2010, I believe it was, nine or 10, we dated again for about a month. And I was like, it's just not going to work. But I loved him. I, I was actually very much in love with him. Mm -hmm. We were in college. And then in 2017, March 23rd, 2017, we talked again and he, he said, I'm coming to the beach would you like to have dinner and I went hmm let me think about that okay so uh, we had dinner on March 23rd 2017 at Gulfstream Cafe in Garden City and two years later he asked me to marry him there and I have have been just blissfully happy oh I love it so it's crazy. I said I was never getting married again, and he said the same thing, and I never thought that our paths would, would cross like that. But the good Lord always has said something fun for you that you never know that's going to come your way. Always. And never say never. Look at that. Never. Oh, I know. 
I never, I never, I never dreamed I would be retiring, you know, at this age. And mm -hmm. because I really have more years to give to the industry, mm -hmm. but you know, when it's time, it's time. And I, and I just feel so good with my soul about going out on top. I feel like I've made a difference a little mm -hmm. bit in people's lives. I certainly hope so because I love, I love our people, the people that have watched, even the people that haven't been kind along the way, I love them because I just believe in showing love and grace to everyone and I love it. trying to do unto others as they've done unto you. And I've made mistakes along the way. I've had bad nights on TV. I've, I've messed some names up and I've had, you know, gosh. So I just, but most of all, I hope that people have seen that I genuinely care. And that's the thing. I care enough that I don't mind going to get the mail every day and I don't mind picking up the phone and I don't mind doing my part because I believe that's what we need to do. Never think that you're too good to do anything that you wouldn't want somebody else to do, you know? And cause we're all special. We're all equal. We're all made in the eyes of God, in my opinion, and remain humble. If you remain humble, my mother would say, eat your humble pie every day. And I ate it because you know what? You never know when your circumstance will change. And mm -hmm. I, I knew that I felt that early on at the age of 18 when my father died and he was 42, my second semester in college, my whole life changed. Wow. Whole life. I'm an only child. My father dies. My mother's 38 because she was 21 when she had me. So mm -hmm. Never, never take anything for granted because in a blink of an eye, it can change. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Love people, even when people are not lovable. Mm -hmm. Continue to love. I continue to smile. And, and that doesn't mean I didn't get upset and wasn't hurt when people were ugly. I mean, I had people say really mean things to me. I've, I've, I had one guy call me an idiot. And I hope, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was at that moment. I'm sorry. You know, maybe I was an idiot at the moment, but I'm sure that gave me the right to do that. Cause I would never do that to someone, but right. that's okay. Anyway. So I just always believe that you, you treat people the way that you want to be treated. And I wish that more people would do that and, and get off the social media and mm -hmm. taking jabs and, and let's have more love in this world because more love, is where it is at and that is the game changer what whatever love looks like to you it doesn't have to be um a certain religion or it just has to be how you treat others have that love you know love on everybody when when when, when i go and i would talk to children i love them all i love them all and i tell them you're special you have great things. I need you to graduate high school and then do something after that. If, if college isn't your thing, I need you to go to tech, go in the military. You do something. You better yourself on the next level because you're special and you can do it. I love it. And I just, I hope that God will continue to keep using me that way. And he'll, and he'll guide me into whatever that looks like. I think that's why I love this platform that you and I have now. Because I just want to keep sharing how special everybody is. And everybody didn't get to be raised in a home like me where I saw love. I was love. Yeah. I am so blessed. 
I never worried if I was going to have a meal. I never worried if anybody was going to hurt me. Mm -hmm. Not all children have that. Yeah, they're right. Yep, this is so true. So if you say something to them that gives them hope in their little eyes when you meet them out and 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 ask God to put a, a protection around them till they get older, maybe they'll remember something that says, you know, I had a rough life. But someone said I was important. Yeah. That TV lady said I was important. Yeah. That I'm and it sticks with them. It maybe, with them. you know, maybe it'll make a difference. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just a dreamer and that's unrealistic, but no, I don't. We're going to keep on dreaming then. We're going to keep I'm on dreaming. But Nicole, yeah. that's all. We'll be right back. Coming up, Nicole tells us what she plans to do after retirement. Don't you go away. Hi, everyone. It's your girl, Trinis from American Idol. And I am encouraging you to tune into the Michael Finkley Show on Roku TV and YouTube. Need a little motivation? Timothy Clifton is with us every week on Mondays to get your week started with a little motivation. All here on The Michael Finkley Show. Looking for a mentoring program for your young male between the age of 6 and 18 in Columbia, South Carolina? Well, look no further. Big Homie, Little Homie Mentoring Program is the program for you. Under the leadership of Mr. Jamal Stroud, Big Homie Little Homie is a 50C3 nonprofit organization that caters and mentors at-risk youth that come from single-parent homes. The organization caters to young males between the ages of 6 and 18 within the greater Columbia area. The organization is devoted to shaping and molding their life into great men of society. Big Homie Little Homie organizes male gatherings, discussions, and even educational assistance devoted to guiding and leading them into a positive light. Making a positive attitude will help in transforming life regardless of what is experienced in life. For more information on Big Homie Little Homie Mentoring Program, visit our social media outlets, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I'm just not college material. I am tired of school. I'm just not sure what I want to do after graduation. Sound familiar? Welcome to the Prelo Educational Institute. Our focus is to help young people prepare for life after high school. It's never too early to start planting the seed for education, career, and life overall. The Prelo Educational Institute is made up of the following two products. The first product is the book titled, I Ain't Going to College, A Guide for Life After High School. This is the first book of a series that introduces middle and high school students to a young man struggling to find his way and make the decision about whether attending college is the right choice for him or not. The book has questions inside and a supplemental curriculum can also be purchased. The newest product from the Prelo Educational Institute is our online course titled Preparing for Life After High School. In this course, students will learn about decision-making, self-confidence, accountability, self-awareness, and many other topics that speak to social-emotional learning. Young people will read a story about a young man who never gave up no matter what the circumstances were. The course is interactive and has questions, quizzes, and video. Do not wait until your child or student is a senior in high school to start planning. Enroll today. 
To enroll and learn more, please visit www.speakerauthormarlow.com. Hello, everyone. Why you're here today, you and I have been friends, like I said, for a long time as we've worked at this TV station together. And I have admired your beautiful skin, your fantastic way that you apply makeup. And I wanted to partner with you on providing monthly skincare and makeup tips. And so I'm really excited about this partnership that you agreed to do it. I think our viewers are going to- Hello everybody, welcome back to the Michael Finkley Show. Um, you just saw a clip from Nicole Boom's um, YouTube channel, Conversations with Nicole. Um, so talk about this project, um, Nicole, and what else are you working on? Well, you know, it just sort of evolved with COVID-19. And I was thinking, why am I not having some conversations with some people? Right. I that. Why not start something that's different outside of just doing the news that shows me in a different light, that gives right. me a chance to really engage with some pretty awesome folks and share some news nuggets, something that's maybe it's entertaining, maybe it's just informative, maybe it's educational, maybe it's just fun, whatever the topic. Why not use this talent the gift of gab, right? <laughs> right. And, and put it out there. So I said, hmm, conversations with Nicole. Let me see if I can figure out how to do these Zoom things on my phone. Let me grab a laptop and let me figure this out. And it has just brought so much joy to my life. And I have really been able to talk to some people. And these are just everyday people that I just think are awesome. Emma J. Hamilton from Mullen, South Carolina. She's a member of the Jeb Mac band and everybody loves Emma. That is what I said in this conversation. Yeah, she's from Mullen. I know you know her. I know you know her. So I love Emma. Mm -hmm. I love her story and I love being able to share her perspective. And she gave so much insight of what it was like to be not only uh, the only woman in a, as a typical country music band, but she's also African-American. So how cool is that? Right, right. I mean, just shows we can do anything we want. You can That's be it. anything you want. And yeah. it let's, let's take people out of these little boxes and open it up. Emma, in my opinion, is an example of all things that are good in this world about how she's embraced some of the good and some of the bad, but still keeps fighting. God gave her her this talent to sing and play music. She's so good. She knows how to play some of the stuff by ear. I had to learn by notes how to play the piano. She just does it. So why not showcase these people? Why not tell them about experiences? What can we learn from the Emma J. Hamiltons of the world? We can learn a lot. We can learn a lot. So I said, I'm going to do it. And we're doing it. And I'm doing one now with my friend, Chastity Pendergrass. She actually used to work with us, but mm -hmm. now she works for the city of Myrtle Beach as her full-time job. But she just thought she's so, she's so amazing. She just keeps going to school. I'm like, how do you just keep going to school? Getting all these degrees. And her last thing she did was skincare specialist. She's waiting wow. to get her uh, license with COVID-19. Of course, it's put that on hold. Of course. So I was like, Chats, why don't we do a monthly segment and you come and talk about skincare and makeup because you are beautiful in that respect, great skin, knows her stuff, she's educated, and that woman can apply makeup like I've never seen. 
Like she's oh, just whoa. walking perfection. She's just walking perfection. So we're doing that. So why not? Why not? Yeah. Why not show some good stuff, right? Exactly. Why not? Why not talk about some small businesses that have had struggles? Why not talk about charities? Why not just talk about great people? Address some issues. It doesn't have to just to be politics and stuff like that all the time. Let's just get mm-hmm. down to the nitty gritty and talk about these people out there. No, They're real people. people. Some real people like you. You're next. You're coming to my show. Y'all heard that right. Okay, great. Yay. <laughs> it's on record. Michael, it's on record. I love it. So I know that you're not going to be full-time anymore at WBTW, but you're coming back as part-time. Talk about that. Right. So when I said, hey, it's time for me to move on. I found this great man. We're going to get married. I'd like to retire. And if you're open to it, hey, I'd like to come back once a month do some fun stuff, be the special events anchor. I even came up with the title. And I said, you know, why not ask? The only thing I could do is say yes or no, right? Exactly. So I'll be back once. And they said, sure. And I was like, okay. Well, <laughs> so now I get to come back once a month, engage with the audience, do some fun things that are uplifting. Whether, you know, I don't know what it's going to, going to look like in December when I would start my monthly appearance. Yeah. I, my, my thought was Brook Green Gardens has Nights of a Thousand Candles, and that might be something that would still continue if we're dealing with COVID-19 issues. Right. You could social distance and it would still happen. So I'll come back and do something fun like that. I'll go live. I'll maybe interview okay. some folks. I'll do some Facebook lives. I'll engage with everybody. And it'll be good to, to see the audience and for the audience to see me. And I can tell them how much I love them. And I'm glad to be back. Oh, no. so. Wow. Because we're going to miss that face of yours and that awesome smile, Nicole. We're going to miss it. Encouraging words for the viewer that is looking at you as a role model and saying, I want to be like her. Well, I want to go into this profession. What are some words? Uh, encouragement well if someone really wants to go into broadcasting and be a journalist you need to go into it because not that you want to be on tv but that you really want to tell the stories that people need to hear about their local communities Mm -hmm. holding the government accountable holding people accountable finding out what's really going on in their in their area that they are serving and being true to that. That's really the public servant that you are in this role. Mm -hmm. And that's bottom line has always been what you should be doing as a journalist. There's no agenda. There's no, I want the right wing, left wing. It is just the facts of telling local news and being true to that. That would be my words if you really want to go into this business. Be prepared for long hours. Be prepared for it to change. Be prepared to do more and get paid less. But if you really want to do something like this and you have the passion, you can do it. It's really up to you. I love it. Nicole said the best. Couldn't have said it better myself. How can they find you on social media? Oh, many ways. So my Nicole Boone fan page on Facebook I am on Instagram, Nicole Boone TV News, I think it is. I am on Twitter, and uh, I do have a personal page. But those are, those are the ways you can reach me. And I also have a YouTube channel. Love for you to subscribe to that. And send me, you know, questions, comments, concerns, whatever you'd like. So, there we go. Yeah, 
that's the way I want to stay connected. So, exactly. yay. And we're <laughs> going to stay connected with you. All your information is going to be in the description box below of this um, episode of the Michael Finkley Show. Thank you, Nicole, for being on. We really appreciate it. What's up? What's up, everybody? This is Ryan Toby. You know me from Sister Act 2, Mr. Oh Happy Day, and the hit R&B group City High. I'm welcoming everybody to join and tune into the Michael Finkley Show on YouTube and also on the Greater Works Network on Roku TV. Don't forget to subscribe. Calling all trio, gear up, jag, and other college readiness organizations. Hello everybody, it's Finkley with the Finkley Experience. I am here to offer you information about our college readiness cohort series. This college readiness series includes college applications, SAT, ACT prep, scholarships, financial aid, the mental mind state, HBCU versus PWI versus technical colleges, and so much more. You know this is helpful because it's actually like making me change my college plan. Really? If you're interested, visit our website at thefinkleyexperience.com or just email us at michael at thefinkleyexperience.com. We're looking forward to working with you. Matt, what did you think? Oh, what did you think? Thank you so much, Nicole, for being with us way back when. And I tell you, she is a great, awesome friend. Present day, I get to call a friend. She's a great friend. We, you know, we keep in contact with one another, and you know, it's just amazing. So, thank you for your friendship. Thank you for your words. Thank you for your experience. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all that you do and continuously do. Thank you so much. Y'all on the next Michael Finkley. Next week, we're celebrating African-American males. Why? Because we're portrayed in so many ways in a negative way um, in the media. Persons have just talked so negatively about what we're all about. And I want to broadcast the good, the positive that we're doing. So all next week, we are celebrating African-American males and their wonder and what they're doing. So stay tuned for episodes for next week. I tell you, shows you don't want to miss. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Michael Finkley Show. Ring the bell for notification. We'll see an email saying, hey, new content's uploaded. Please listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And also, too, for updated information about what we do here at The Michael Finkley Show, please, 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 please visit our website at michaelfinkleyshow.com. Y'all have a good weekend. And y'all, guess what? We'll see you on Monday. Have a good one.